To eat too much honey is not good, nor to seek honor after honor. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat. So we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton. Well, the other day, I posted something on the Tight Ship Mama Facebook page, and I thought I was going to get answers towards decluttering and tips for making your kitchen easier to prepare a healthy meal. So the prompt on the Facebook page, if you didn't see it, was something to the effect of, I want to eat healthy, but blank gets me every time. And I was imagining dishes piled up in the sink or the layout of my kitchen or I open the cabinets and stuff falls out. That's kind of the answers I was expecting. But instead, you all responded with actual food. (laughs) So we got things like alcohol, chocolate cake, peanut butter, crunchy snacks, Mexican food, and I forget what else was on there. I'm sorry if I missed your answer. And I thought, okay, not what I was expecting, but let's go with it. And I thought, how can I respond to this in the podcast? And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to respond as if they were each my individual clients. Because if you're new to the show, I am a declutter coach. So I physically go into women's homes and I help them declutter. But I also help them do meal planning and budgeting. And that's where my business name, Tight Ship Mama, came from. Is I really help women run their homes like a tight ship. And then the pruning to prosper came into play because I was finding that we can do all those things, but there was still this bit that was unsettled in women. And that's where I started noticing they can have a really hefty bank account and they can have a beautiful home, but if they don't have God at the center, then it's never going to work. So when I work with my private clients lately, I've been beginning with prayer and just asking if we can bring God into the to the mix and just really direct the coaching session that way. So I love this open opening Bible verse because it it to me is everything in moderation. And I saw this kind of do you ever see a reporter interview people on the street and they kind of say like is this celebrity dead or alive? And you're like, geez, I don't know. Are they dead or alive? I don't remember. But there was one that I saw one time that it was, is this in the Bible? And it was like a penny saved is a penny earned and stuff like that. And I thought, I think that's in the Bible, but it could also be from Benjamin Franklin. I don't know who did say that. And I think one of the phrases we've heard throughout our lives is everything in moderation. And if I asked you, is that in the Bible? Maybe you would say yes, maybe you know that it's the answer is no. So this proverb is really the closest thing I found to everything in moderation. 
And I love it because God gave us honey. I mean, the how we get honey is just a miracle unto itself. When you think about the bees and all that has to be done for us to enjoy honey. And yet God's like, to eat too much honey is not good. So he's giving us this gift, yet he's saying at the same time, like, ah, too much is not good. And the reason I titled this episode, Ditch the Diet as You Know It, is because when I saw the responses on the Facebook page, I thought, there's nothing wrong with enjoying these things. It's too much of them that becomes the problem. And so if each of these women that answered was a a coaching client of mine, I would say to them, let's not give up the chocolate cake. Let's not give up the alcohol unless there is a, a problem happening there. But let's see how we can enjoy these things, but with moderation. And same with your budget, same with the clutter in your home. And when I want, I went to look up the word diet, I googled, what does it actually mean? Because I had an idea in my head of what it meant. And when I googled it, I was so excited that it did jive with what I was thinking. And the word diet comes from a Greek word that means way of life. And that's what I was really hoping it was going to say. Because when you have your your budget and you've got debt to work out or you're cluttering your home or you maybe have some pounds that you'd like to lose or you'd like to get your meal planning under control, there can be a scarcity that creeps in there that like, oh my gosh, we have to stop. Everything has to stop. There's no more spending. There's no more eating sugar. There's no more drinking alcohol. There's no more this. And all of a sudden you're living in this scarcity mentality that is not sustainable. There might be small seasons where you have to do those things, but it's not a sustainable way of life. So that's why I'm telling you to ditch the diet as you know it. Ditch the all or nothing mentality and let's incorporate all these things into a way of life. So maybe you don't say we are never eating out again. The budget says we can't do it. But maybe you say after we've paid off so many dollars of debt, we're going to go enjoy a nice dinner. Maybe you don't say we are never going on vacation again. We can't afford to do it. Okay, maybe you say after so many years of paying off debt or we hit a certain savings goal, we're going to go for a weekend or we're going to go for a week or we're going to do this. But it's not sustainable to just do all or nothing. And I'm, I am hoping that I'm catching you early enough in the year that you can embrace this because you might be getting to the point where maybe you started a diet you know, the traditional word diet that we kind of think of, of eliminating things. And you're kind of struggling. It's week three. Are you struggling? You know, and I want you to just give yourself the grace to say, all right, I can incorporate saving, getting out of debt, eating better, having stuff come into my house without it becoming an overflowed, cluttered mess, because I'm going to change my way of life not just the diet, just a way of life. And how you can do that is to envision what you want it to be. And I'm just going to give you some practical tips and tricks today that I would give to you if you were a private client of mine. So let's begin 
with the alcohol because that was the first answer on the Facebook post. And it's one of the ones that I personally would like to ease up on. For me to say that I will never drink another glass of wine is ridiculous. It really is. That is not realistic at all. And I've been trying different things to change my habit. But um, I think the thing that's working most for me is I am cutting myself off at 9.30 at night. Because here's the thing, and I'm going to suspect that this might apply to more than just me. Your body is designed for survival. So if you're trying to stay awake to watch one more show, or maybe you've got some emails to answer, or you've got some other things that you want to get done, and you're trying to stay awake... Your body's going to do whatever it needs to do to keep you awake. So it might say, hey, she's not going to fall asleep if she's eating or drinking. So let's let's trigger that. And you're going to reach for the snacks. You're going to reach for the ice cream or the chips or, for me, the glass of wine. So instead, when I get to 930 and I'm thinking like, okay, I'm falling asleep a little bit. Maybe I should have another glass of wine. I just change it to it's time to go to bed. That's my body's way of saying, Gina, put it down and go to bed. So that's what I've been working on. Is it perfect? No. (laughs) But we're all a work in progress, right? So my tip for that part of what I'm struggling with is right now it's just go to bed. And I think that when we get a good night's sleep, it sets us up for a better way of life in the morning, whether it's impulse eating, impulse purchases, yelling at your kids. When you're rested, you're better able to handle what's coming at you in the day. You're going to wake up and make better decisions with your food because you can think better. The next tip I have for you is if you're into the crunchy snacks or ice cream or something like that. This I learned from my husband's family because I was raised with ice cream or cereal before bedtime, and we always had chips and cookies and things like that in the house. It was, there was never restrictions put on us about what we could eat or not eat. It was just really a free-for-all. And my dad was a snacker extraordinaire. And so was my grandfather. It was passed down. Here's the thing. I was brought up where you go get the bag of chips and you eat right from the bag. When I met my husband's family, they put their chips and their pretzels in bowls. And when I first came into their family, I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's like nothing. I I could eat that in two seconds, you know. But what it does is it's a different way of life. Put it in a bowl. Put it in a beautiful bowl. Go get yourself a beautiful bowl. Pull out your grandmother's china. Put your ice cream in there. Put your chips in there. I'm not saying don't eat them. I'm just saying Make it a way of life that when you do eat them, that you're enjoying it, that you're savoring it, that you're taking a moment to give thanks. When you stop and pause before you eat anything and say a little prayer of thanks, all of a sudden it brings you to the moment. You're present. You're not just mindlessly reaching in that big bag and and stuffing your face or eating directly from the ice cream um, container. But it's more of an event. And that's what I try to do when my kids come home from school. When, you know, I I do watch what they eat and how much sugar they're intaking. And when you stop and look at how much sugar the kids are getting throughout the course of the day, it could really make you nutty. 
And even just in school, I'm like, where did you get that lollipop board? Like everywhere they go, it seems like they're leaving with either a little piece of junk, plastic junk, or they're leaving with a treat. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's maddening. But I want them to learn that treats and things are fine, but in moderation and to appreciate them. So when they come home from school, right now we have Girl Scout cookies. I bought four boxes on Saturday night from a a scout. And on Sunday, if I had a nickel for every time my kids were asking about opening those Girl Scout cookies, I would have no mortgage today. I honest to God would not. And I just kept saying to them, it's an after-school snack. We're going to have them. It's going to be four days of after-school snacks. Now, you might be thinking, holy Hannah, Gina, a whole box of cookies for after-school. But I have four kids, and there's not that many cookies in those boxes. So each kid got three or four cookies. And then we have a cup of tea. But I make my kids sit down at the table. We drink our tea, and we put the cookies on a plate. We don't just eat them out of the box. And it's a way of life. Okay, so this is what I'm trying to get you to imagine is that you can enjoy all these things in moderation. All right, you can make being frugal a way of life, but it doesn't have to be destitute. You know, when I work with my budgeting clients, I'm not going to immediately say, you can't do that. You're going to have to cut that out. Like, I'm just usually trying to work with them to say, How can we make this work? You know, there's a lot of kids with expensive sports and camps and different things, memberships that people have. And I'm like, okay, before we eliminate it, let's try to make it work. Let's see where we can't cut some other places or cut back other places, or maybe we just do it in a different way. And that makes it more of a way of life. And I hope I'm getting this across how I want it to come across. And just kind of give you permission to make it more of a life of ease and not so restrictive and so judgmental and so rushed that you're incorporating the things you love without it becoming this, I don't know, taking over. So I'm going to move on to a next example. One of the other things that the women had said was Mexican food. What? That's awesome. Who doesn't love Mexican food? But let me try to picture, put this image in your head. There is a way of life that you could be rushing through Taco Bell drive through every day after school to get your kids something so they're quiet and they get to their practice. That's one way of life, right? And then there's another way of life where the family is having Taco Tuesday and everybody's contributing to the meal. They're chopping veggies. They're shredding the cheese. They're mixing the beef or they're grilling the shrimp or they're grilling the fish. And that's a way of life. So you can incorporate those things because a lot of times when I'm talking to women about their meal planning, a lot of times the conversation turns to how unhealthy the family is eating. And these are just some tips and tricks I'll give to them. I'm always coaching them on how can we make your favorite drive through and fast food things at home and much healthier. And that becomes your way of life. The last thing I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you with is ice cream. And this is just an example, again, from our own family. When my husband and I were younger parents and we were really strapped financially, I just didn't buy ice cream, mainly because I just didn't have the money in the budget to be spending four or five dollars on a pint of ice cream or a half a gallon of ice cream. So we always made ice cream 
an event. And we lived in the city and we could very easily walk to either Rita's, which is Italian ice here in the United States, or we could walk to a mom and pop ice cream shop. And every now and then, especially in the summer, we would walk to the ice cream shop. We'd get the dog, we'd go for a walk, and on the way we would talk about what we were going to get, were we going to get something different this time, or stick to the tried and true. And then on the way home we had the ice cream and we were just, everyone's excited. And when we go to the beach in the summer, it's a phenomenal week at the beach with all 18 of us on the Morton side. But one of the kids' favorite things to do in that week is to go to Springer's in Stone Harbor and get ice cream. I mean, it's like this big to-do that we get in the car or people ride their bikes or whatever we're doing, but we go to Springer's, we, we descend upon Springer's, and we all get ice cream, and then we line the kids up and we get a picture of them. And it's one of their favorite memories because it's an event, and we make it part of our way of life. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do today is ditch the word diet as you know it and make enjoying your favorite things more of a way of life. And just as this proverb says, to eat too much honey is not good, but it doesn't say not to eat the honey at all. Have a great day and I will see you on Saturday for a five minute declutter with me. Take care, ladies. Bye-bye.